played Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. I can't face doing another scene with Marilyn Monroe. Hey guys, welcome to You'll Probably Agree. Uh, today I have uh, returning from the show Pat McDonald from Hollywood, Chicago. And Kitty Glidewell, who was quite literally the blonde in front of us at the screening uh, when we went to go see see the feel-good movie of the year. Uh, Family film. Family. Bring the kids, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of babies in this movie, so it's definitely a movie for the kids. (laughs) Show them how they used to do it in in old Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah, they used to. Uh, (laughs) But uh, before I could even begin to get on my thoughts on this, um, I think I'm just going to go around the room and just kind of jump straight into it. Uh, Katie, uh, we were talking for a little while, I think, on the on our way back from uh, uh, Don't Worry, Darling, which, you know, that, that was more forgettable than this movie. But uh, what, what, what were uh, your thoughts on uh, Netflix's very uplifting <laughs> uh, Blonde, which is a story about Marilyn Monroe, which... If you guys know Marilyn Monroe is, I mean, come on. Yes, I mean it's labeled the fictionalized chronicle of the inner life of Marilyn Monroe. Um, at many points in the film, do they literally look inward in Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> which is very uncomfortable. Uh, but I admire the fact that. I did not read the book. I know uh, mm. I know a number of Maryland fanatics fans that actually told me not to read it. And they, um, they're like, look, we love you. We will not read that or see this movie. I'm like, okay, mm. this is going to be interesting. And I, I like the fact that Andrew uh, Dominic was really showing the brutal truth of Hollywood and taking away the rose colored glasses and the glamor side of like what goes on behind the scenes, you know, um, just the brutal, ugly truth of it. Thing is, it really emphasized on the brutality though. Um, At one point I felt like I was just like a sadist, just, I mean, if you've seen Gaspar Noah's Irreversible, there's definitely a uh, legendary, uh, I think, nine-minute scene in that film. And yeah. this felt like I was watching a two-hour, 45-minute um, version of Irreversible. Uh, mm. The sexual, let's see, let's see, the degradation, manip- I had to write this down, the degradation, <laughs> manipulation, physical, sexual, mental drug and alcohol abuse that they I don't want to say they highlight but they definitely put a huge spotlight on I'm actually shocked that she lived as long as she did I mean um not to mention the I don't want to say absurd because uh, you know nothing is stranger than the truth but the implications that they make um a especially during, uh, regarding some government officials oh, and yeah. um, people in the government. Um, but then also, you know, 
I don't know. I mean, it just really, I mean, I was just going on and on whenever I would talk to this, who, people who saw it, because I don't want to spoil it for people. Although, although I'm like, do I want people to see this? I mean, it, it look, she is phenomenal. Anna Diarmas does an amazing job playing Marilyn. There are many scenes where similar to rocket man. Um, <coughs> I could not, there's like, it's so uncanny how she looks like Marilyn Monroe and never in my life would I have like uh, when I was like, Oh yeah, you know, let's get Anna to play Marilyn. I never would have thought that. And it really does blow your mind. Um, the reenactments or recreations of the film she was in, I thought was like top notch. The score was beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, but from beginning to end, this is a horror story. Like, it, I mean, yes, you think like, oh, well, she married this, you know, amazing ex-athlete and then this uh, f fantastic uh, playwright, you know, that's, you know, made some of the, you know, some of the biggest, you know, an icon being with some of the biggest icons in the history of our lives and of America. But this was not, this is not the story this is not the dream come true and like you know what little girls should try and um emulate i think maybe you know if they want to be on billboards and stuff but i mean just the struggle to get there was uh it's just really seriously i i had to take a shower after watching this i just felt dirty I, I just don't know if i can necessarily enjoy it i know a number of people but it's just kept going on with the pain that she was um put was upon. Hot water. yeah and i don't know i i mean just, um what is true what is not um will always be you know that question that they definitely made sure that uh i mean the ex-athlete that um we associate with her with uh I'm sure when his family uh, sees this film, there there's going to be some there's going to be some uh, comments about that because I mean that's why the marriage broke up though. That's why the marriage broke up after only nine months. He was abusive in the marriage. Yeah, that's Joe, well, Joe DiMaggio, by the way. Yes, Joe DiMaggio. Even though they make sure not to say that in the film, I don't know if they actually say her name. I froze up. I don't. Okay, I'm good. Okay, I'm back. Um, but. Yeah, that those scenes. Uh, wow, that was. I mean, well, I I had heard, I knew about the abuse, but to see what they, I mean, they took it to fun. an eleven with the way because I don't see how she was not hospitalized after the scene that um they portrayed in the film, and every time she tried to, you know, escape from that box that she was in of being a Marilyn Monroe. It's like you could see the anger in the gentlemen's faces uh, anytime she tried to show even an inkling of having a knowledge of something other than boop, 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 boop. Um, and that was frustrating. And you can see, and again, Anna Jeremis, I could see her uh, being nominated for uh, this role. I really do think she embodied it, um, you know, head to toe start to finish uh but yeah i don't know if it's gonna i still i mean 
after a week, I'm still letting it um, sink in because it is, yeah. whew, it's, yeah, my, it's hard. My thing is, and I, I said to Mike, I came in a little tentative because I'd heard th some things about the novel. Um, I'm a big fan of the Maryland Bio Goddess. And that um, author came out a few months ago because that Netflix um, documentary was based on his work. And he said that Blonde, but he had only heard that Blonde was not, not biographical. But in, I loved it on a symbolic level in the sense of Maryland's survival. But I wish, as you said, there had been some of the joy and advantages of being that kind of star. Just uh, one. Know. Just yeah. one. Yeah. The creation of Marilyn Monroe Pictures or her production company where she could make her own films could have been a good example. But, but um, just again, just some quick observation. By the way, the dude who played the government official, the high government official, was Casper Phyllison, who played him in Jackie. So Jackie got his head blown <laughs> off and in Blondie, yada, yada, yada. So, well, I couldn't guess who no. that is. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, but, you could say he. You could. I mean, Pat, you said it. He got his head blown off in Jackie and yada yada yada. Blonde, yeah. I agree no. that Anna de Armas probably will get an Oscar nomination. That was a, a torturous reliving of someone's life. Oh. I like Adrian Brody as uh, Arthur Miller. I did not know she had a polyamorous relationship with the, the two uh, sons of, uh, of, uh, of uh, major stars. And I looked them up, and it turns out that they had the timeline on them completely wrong. And, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, that was odd. Uh, but overall, you know, to me, it was about survival in Hollywood. And, you know, and, the, and the, the fact that you could be the most powerful box office draw ever but you have no power if you don't have control and mm. uh the factors of her childhood going into an industry like this like hollywood is going to exacerbate everything that happened and and also her mental illness obviously inherited from her mother so i called it the tree of maryland like the tree of life <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, I had to agree with uh, Katie at a certain point where I was actually reading Christy Lemire's review on RogerEeper.com about this movie. And it's a film where there's a lot of movies about Marilyn Monroe's career where it's about how she was abused and neglected. And this movie is just kind of exploiting her all over again, it seems, where it it's almost like it's showing us the shock and trauma of what it's like to live in Hollywood. And it's sort of playing that motif like a broken record almost where you just can't stop but seeing her continually being the victim and being abused where you don't see her triumphs. And again, this isn't a triumphant story. This is a, story about someone who committed suicide through alcohol and barbiturates, by the way, or show that takes place in a bar. Uh, but this is also... Spoiler. Well, yeah, all right. <laughs> spoiler alert. She dies in the end. The Titanic ships... In, the, yeah, the Titanic. Titanic sinks in the end. 
Yeah. <laughs> but you I wish they did lean a little more into her intelligentsia because she certainly I mean I'm not by the for the stretch of the imagination a Marilyn uh Monroe historian by you know like the, the most I've seen from her was some like it hot I know about the famous photo with the underwear and I know she that she was a uh, sex icon and I could guess how she got to that position um, and I felt like this movie kind of made that point within the first few minutes of the film she saw a producer his name was like Mr. Z they call him in the movie and uh, that sounds uh, this stands for the name of somebody else whose name I Daryl can't Zanuck. remember yeah yeah, Daryl Zanuck in the movie, and uh, I I wish I just saw a little more to Marilyn than just oh she's screwed up because her crazy mom and her horrible neglectful upbringing gave her that, especially when it takes place in a place like L.A. where it's supposed to be glitz and glamour and all that, and of course it's the dark side of that. But we've kind of seen that already you know a lot of other times and i guess i would like to see a movie that's a little more about maryland than just sort of her downside yeah i i, I would think this would be difficult for somebody who came in who knew nothing about monroe because you would you would come in maybe your impression is some movie you saw on the late show or turner classics and then you come in and you you see this movie supposedly your background of her life and all it is is a torturous two and a half hours of, of a woman being abused by the system well you're like well what is this is that that all there is about maryland you know maybe you'll stop there i don't know but it'd be interesting to hear hear through the eyes of a complete newbie what uh what, what would be the impression of the film well, it does does make you feel like what it's like to be her. And I have to say, like, as a first person perspective, especially on a technical level, the, the movie is like unforgettable, you know, good or bad. You're, you're not going to forget what you've seen. They took a lot of the um, photo shoots that Marilyn had done over the years, uh, Andrew Dominic, and cre recreated them in the scenes, which I thought was, you know, there's that Marilyn in in the actor's studio in her black turtleneck in black and white. And they mm. recreated that. And the, um, the sundress scene with Arthur Miller, that was a very famous uh, photo shoot mm -hmm. that she did. So that was, that was an intriguing use of scenic atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> but you know, the, the fetuses floating, I, I was like, oh, <laughs> I think, I think that's I when you said, you, what the I fuck, guess. next to me. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck, you know, when the fetus is talking. And, and I have to well, say, I was... Also, it... Sorry, and also, like, when we're getting to the fetus, fetus part, um, it... that I mean, there's a number of acts of the film that I thought... Say insulting, but it's it was. I mean, there was one aspect of the fetus part that I thought was very insulting, where mm. they almost go into this like extreme pro life thing. When I mean, the instances that she had that they showed were horrific. 
I mean, mm -hmm. if that is even yeah, especially close that last to what happened to her. So weird. Yeah, but she had two forced abortions. I mean, yeah. oh, God. and then it's like, yeah. my God, what? And then um, when she's oh, pregnant God. with Arthur Miller's baby, and it's like, yeah. well, are you going to keep me this time? It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, it's your decision. I'm like, did we just go pro-life? Like, what is going on? Like, what? Mm -hmm. Like that, she, I mean, both the abortions she had were forced. And in her, oh, it was just horrible. But then one, it's like with the polyamorous relationship, I, I mean, she is an intelligent woman. And I highly doubt that she would have been that dumb to do the finger bang in the movie theater um, instance, which I thought was just a too, that was so far out of the, like, really, is this how it, are we supposed to believe that Everybody's this is something? Young <laughs> yeah. With um, the most uh, famous movie star, female movie star in the world. And then two, it's like, I mean, I'm not saying something didn't happen, and I'm not saying they probably didn't have if that was a relationship they had, but I highly doubt they would have been that gratuitous in public in the 50s to be doing that. I thought that was sure. a little insulting, and it's like, really? It didn't, I mean, it's like, who, come on. It just made her, it's, I mean, every step of the way, she just like kept getting used and used and used, and also, when she's like talking about uh, gentlemen prefer blondes and with her agent and going over the money with that, I actually love that scene. And it also confused me like, why would her agent not be trying to get more money for her because he gets more money himself? It's like, that's just bad business. Well, so you know, she was under contract. That was a point. And, uh, you know, yeah. in those days, the studios made them slaves of the system. I wanted to make one point about the recreations, which were awesome, like you said, Mike. Um, I was looking at the recreation of Some Like It Hot, one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah. looking at the actors playing Tony Curtis Tony and Curtis. Jack Lemmon. And I'm like, God, that guy looks exactly like Jack Lemmon. Where did they find him? It's his son, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what do you know? It wow. was so cool, though. I mean, the fact that he got to go full, got circle. To go full circle. And I know Chris is much older now than when Jack played that role. So, right, right. And the, yeah, I, the, the thing is, I will say when I'm watching this movie, like, I knew Marilyn Monroe's life was tumultuous. I didn't know it was that bad. And the movie does kind of give you this sense of like how horrible it is. But at a certain point, it does sort of become masochistic in it where I'm going, okay, is Anna D. Armis okay? <laughs> like, yeah. apparently, this is like a two week shoot. Yeah, they must have. I mean, I, the amount of times she has to cry and get naked in it. And it's funny, when it came to the nudity in the film, at first, I'm going, this is gratuitous, this is wrong. But at the same time, maybe it's going, well, we want to take the sexuality away from Marilyn Monroe, you know. But even if they're doing that, I don't know. It, it just bothers me that a guy directed this. And it made me curious. There's a movie on Netflix now. I was finding this out when just kind of doing my research. It's called The Mystery of Marilyn Monroe, The Unheard Tapes. And it's actually oh, that's, directed. That's, that's excellent. 
Yeah. And everybody hated it. And I never understood why. <laughs> was really? like, that's the one that it's the guy, the author who did Goddess had done all those audio tapes in the eighties. Yeah. Now ah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Is that a much better movie? And like, does it actually show more it to Marilyn show, than just like, she knows it does show the negative but... side, but it also shows a more contemporary feel because the incident of her, her, um, Suicide was only 20 years old and people were still alive who could remember. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it, it's different. I, I thought it was just excellent. Now, that was directed by a woman. I talked to her. Mm. Yeah. See, that, and that was the thing. When I saw that it was directed by a woman and then I see who made this movie, it's just like a list of all. And I don't mean to be like Mr. Cancel Culture, but it's like a list of like all white guys. And I'm going, yeah, I could see how this movie just got focused on one topic. And no one came in the middle and said, hey, she wasn't just this. Uh, I'm just shocked that the studio was like, you know, looking at this and saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, is there anything we could do to uplift this a bit? Oh, I, I don't or think it needs uplifting. you're just going to get a straight to Netflix yeah. release. If yeah. You don't. I think but, what yeah. they could have done really to. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, no. One thing that would have been uplifting. I mean, she had she did have friends and mm -hmm. in the film, if someone isn't like um, getting something from her, whether it be sex or money or um, uh, more sex, actually um, the only, it seemed like the only confidant and person that was there for her. I mean, even though he was working with her is um, the guy that played her uh, makeup artist. And it seemed like she was he was the only one, but he she did have friends. Mm. And I wish they would have at least shown a little bit of that and maybe a little bit more um with the um actor studio. And didn't she train with Lee Strasberg too? She did. Yeah. That, I mean, at least yeah. from what Wikipedia told me. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I mean, she, there's so many people she met at the actor studio that I mean that weren't having a polyamorous relationship with her. And uh, um, the I, um, uh, uh, Paula Strasberg, uh, I is it his uh, somehow I don't think he's his wife, but somebody associated with Lee Strasberg who's related to him, his daughter, I think. She became mm -hmm. like Marilyn's confidant, and as part of her descent into, into whatever she descended into, she would not make a move without Paula telling her what to do. It drove, it drove um, the sets of, uh, I believe it was depicted in uh, the movie of my week with Marilyn about the Prince and the Showgirl, but it definitely drove Billy Wilder crazy and uh, John Huston crazy on the set of uh, uh, the Misfits. So now, was she on? Now, Pet, you said you you read a lot of history on Marilyn. Was she on barbiturates and booze around that time? Because like the movie depicts, like she's yelling "fuck you" and "fuck your movie." <laughs> Gene Wilder at the top of her lungs on the set and cutting her face. Poor Billy Wilder. Yeah. Billy Wilder. Uh, he uh, it, uh, she she used. She was a pretty big user mm. and had trouble modifying the levels in which she would come into it and had doctors who were accommodating her. Uh, mm -hmm. It's, it's hard to um, fathom the levels that she was going to. And if you believe the conspiracy theories, 
she was injected with barbiturates the night she died. <laughs> oh yeah. Now now okay, now when we come to conspiracy theories, is there a conspiracy <laughs> that and I'm I'm gonna give away spoilers. So do I have the same do I still have my spoiler banner? I might. Yeah. <laughs> you did it before. Uh, sorry, I should have. Well, I did say spoiler with, you know, we started spoiler that she did die. Um, so, yes. and I think we can say also that it's shown that she has an affair with John F. Kennedy. There. Oh yeah. There. I, well, okay. Okay. So here's my so problem here's with my the John problem. F. Kennedy scene. Has anyone seen? I think Nagy. I, I. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I'm screwing up my words here. Uh, I know uh, Katie told me she did not see Naked Gun 22 and a half. I'm wondering if Pat did. When when which there? Oh no, one? I've seen that. Which one in the Naked Gun? Series? The second one. Naked Gun 33 and a third. Uh, Naked that's the Gun third 33 one. and a third. That's the uh, third one. That's you the one the with. One? Yeah. That was the one with the Oscars. It's hard, and... it's hard to distinguish them as separate plots, but what's, what, <laughs> what, what are you saying here? Well, the the scene with JFK where she's uh, giving him a good time, uh, it I I didn't feel like this was a dramatic movie. I'm like I'm watching a scene from Naked Gun 22 and a half, like when he's getting aroused, they're cutting to a rocket ship going up and then they're cutting to a spaceship exploding when it climaxes and it just reminded me of naked gun 22 and a half where they're doing the homage to to ghost and then like when they're about to climax they show like fireworks going off and an nba player delivering a slam dunk and i'm like oh my god i cannot get this out of my i still can't like they did, did David Zucker become a reference to this movie <laughs> at a certain point? I, I that, thought that scene was unnecessary. What do you think, uh, Katie? I mean, no. Do I think it's unnecessary? Yeah. I definitely think that is where they got the NC-17. I thought um, yeah. actually earlier oh, in her childhood, shot, actually. that was where they yeah. were going to... Yeah, that's where they got the NC-17. But then when you get to that part, and um, I mean, they show but don't show. Definitely know what's going on. But uh, to try to be like, oh, you know, it's showing, you know, what was going on inside her head. I'm like, oh, was it? Thanks for explaining that to me. Yeah, I got that. There's a way to do that without showing her doing that, though. Um, yeah, I, I felt the same way. It's just yeah, it's just completely degrading. And then too. after that, what they don't show, I felt like was actually even worse. Because when she goes to the bathroom, you can tell she's in pain. So something happened after that, that at least they didn't show that, which I'm actually surprised considering everything else they did show. Uh, but I mean that, yeah, I don't know. Again, yeah. it's just, I mean, it's been a week. You know, we all saw this the same time, and I was just gobsmacked after watching this. Like, yeah, I got it took one me a while to come down. Out. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Mike can attest. Like, we were talking about it in the car <laughs> on Monday, and I was just going, okay, fine. Blah, 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 blah. This is what I thought, and this is what I didn't like. Again, beautifully shot. Anna Jarmus, like, she was 
freaking amazing. She was yeah, absolutely she really stunning. Was. I'm yeah, never would have expected that. Um, thinking of Marilyn and all that stuff. And I mean, as I said to the marketing team, it's like, you know, uh, Knives Out made her a star. I think this is going to make her an icon. Like this is really, uh, this really, I mean, if she's, you know, she read the script, so she knew what she was getting into. And I, mm. it, it's very brave to like go to this extent for this role. Cause really I mean, she, there's nothing that she held back from what if, I mean, if there is, then my God, I'd want, it's like, what else did they have? What they were going to have her do? But yeah, she, if it wasn't, if honestly, if it wasn't for her, I would say this would almost be unwatchable. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say unwatchable, but it just would not be the same. I could not see this without her. And for that, I actually would tell people to see it for her performance, but just have a giant trigger warning. And I mean, I can't even... When uh, Netflix releases this, what are they going to have like a banner of like 18 things on top, like of all the things <laughs> that, you know, is involved with the exactly. film as warnings? Because honestly, you need those triggers, guys. Like there are a lot of people that can be traumatized from this. Sure, because it's, rightfully it's, it's so. about abusing, abuse me, you know? Yeah. I wrote, I wrote my review today. I'm sorry, I mean, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I just said I wrote my review today and I had to look at it as a whole. And I, I, in, in the end, and, you know, I was talking to marketing people. I just gave two, two thumbs up because it affected me the way it did. To me, it, it, it was it did its job in the themes it was going for. And again, going to uh, Anna's performance. Uh, the combination of that made me really like this movie. I think, again, I was surprised by just the the theme overriding of abuse, abuse, abuse. But I also was fascinated by the film the whole way. Mm. I mean, it's a long film, and yeah. usually I have to get up once to go to the restroom as an old man. But I did not get up once. That's <laughs> yeah, probably because of the last... <laughs> 50, 48 minutes of the movie, that's where it like just, I, I'm a glutton for my own punishment. I watched it again last night. Uh, through my yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I was kind of like, because the thing is, I can't get Nick Cave's score out of my skull. Like, I love fucked yep. up, dark, atmospheric things. And just that, where he's just taking the synthesizer and it's going, wow, 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 wow. Like, it, this is a movie that, whether you love it, whether you hate it, whether you anything, like, this is a film where you're not going to forget what you saw after you saw it. You know, whether it's good or bad, you, you know, I, I have to give some points to the, to the filmmakers for doing that, even if it's for all the negative, maybe like they had good intention, but at the same time, it's a bunch of guys directing it, and they're kind of like, "Oh, this is how guys must seem disgusting and vile." But I'm like, "Yeah," but you're leaning so much into that that the movie kind of becomes like a broken record. But I, I still can't like I have to give the movie credit for like 
being different, not just for the sake of being different, but for having an intention, even if it's not entirely successful in doing that. Um, uh, especially uh, when it, I, the, I think it's like structurally I, the movie falls apart really. And like, but the last 48 minutes is when it falls apart. I think this movie could have been two hours and it could have been definitely. what Andrew Dominic aimed to do. But he a friend of mine said any movie over two hours now is like you should have should have went back to the editing bay. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's usually boy. I find that I said, you know, the editor in my mind is saying, oh, you could have chopped 20 out of this one. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, I said in my review, I feel that the movie made the point that despite her fame, wealth, and attention, she could never get what she really wanted and was mm. tragically ill-equipped to receive it if it ever possibly happened. So mm. it did make mm -hmm. that point it, because mental illness is, a, is, is, is on the table right now because of the pandemic. And to see that it, it can be genetic is see, seen in the movie. and uh, That confrontation with the doctor was really chilling. And um, and then we see it happen. So uh, um, to give, I live next to the fire station. So good to give that kind of uh, <laughs> credence to a mental health issue is is fairly important for someone of Maryland's status. I don't think a lot of people knew that. So. Yeah, well, it really makes you get like as someone who struggled with mental health issues. It re I have to say, I think the the reason I saw this movie again is like this movie really captured what it's like to be in a spiral that like a lot of other movies try to emulate. Like I, I could think of Jackie that did it okay, and then from the same director he. Did Spencer? He did it better in this, but this movie like really got the idea of what it's like to be on a downward slope where nobody knows how to help you, and all they can do is just tell you it's okay. Yeah. You know, and, and and in that respect, the movie was highly effective. Yeah, I mean that was, it was even her friends, and yeah, when was she great. was on the set of Misfits. Uh, when she was on the set of Misfits Breaking Down, uh, John Huston said, I knew she was doomed because even her friends couldn't help her. Yeah. So that's sad. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's terrible. It's like yeah. when you're in that spot, you it's kind of like your brain's on autopilot, autopilot. and you don't know how to like, – like you know every sensible thing to stop it from happening, but you can't stop it. And that movie really kind of captured that with a very methodical, painful pace where it's like you want you just you just want it to stop. You want the movie to end just to, uh, like at a certain point, like you kind of get the idea why she commits suicide because she's just laying in that bed for so long. It's kind of like I'm not thinking is she dead already, but I'm just thinking is it over. I can't I can't <laughs> I can't handle this. Katie, I wanted to ask you, and you made a good point about creating trigger warnings for this film. But just again, from a female perspective, how how were you? How, was it an uncomfortable experience the whole way? Was it something like, please make it stop, or was it fascinating to you as well? 
as it was for me. It wasn't an uncomfortable experience the whole way. Uh, there definitely were fascinating aspects of it. One of the things uh, that my heart is, yes, um, sh there is a history of mental illness. And especially as you point out, Pat, when she talks to the doctor about that and she has that realization, you know, what's going to happen when she has. But when you have, um, when you trying to have this better life and then, um, you know, this touchable being that's been in your life, but hasn't been in your life. And um, it just, it, it is this tease that she was given. And then at the end, when the reveal that to me was one, I mean that, because I feel like that tease actually triggered a number of men of her mental instabilities. And it was just this whole thing because it's like every man she then came became um, uh, involved with. Um, as soon as they had this like um, intense relationship, she would call them daddy. And I'm mm. like, oh, yeah. it, did this really yeah. happen? I don't know. I yeah, hope I, not. I made my but skin then, crawl. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it was just, it's like, oh, no, this is. Mm. But then yeah. the reveal of like. Because, I mean, honestly, I think that was that was the um, catalyst for, I mean, a number of her breakdowns, like all this stuff. It's like the confusion, um, the manipulation that was going on. And then when the reveal happened, I was like, that to me was honestly one of the most horrific part. Actually, that was the most horrific part of the film for me, because all of that hope and all like her realizing like these were the two people that um she actually loved the um at from the beginning and that she um told all of her secrets to and that she was actually norma jean with like um mm. she was norma jean with other people but it was mainly Marilyn. and i feel like in the film she was truly like norma with these two people to find out that they're the ones who used her the most and that to me was the biggest heartbreak. There were certainly the whole um, fetus areas were uncomfortable. Um, the sexual things weren't uncomfortable. Just at some points, that, as I stated, it just, that was just a little bit ridiculous. I mean, even if, you know, a little bit randy and stuff like that, it's like, come on, that's not, no, mm, I don't see that really happening. I think that's more for you know, an audience to like, oh, this this is something that happened in a, you know, get a little dirty. I'm like, I think that's, I honestly didn't think that was necessary. But uh, yeah, I mean, if I, if Anna didn't play it the way it was played, um, I don't think I would have enjoyed it the way that I did. I do think it is, it is a well-made film. I mean, um, despite the almost, I don't want to say they're comical, but just completely somewhat ridiculous implications that um, are made. And again, it's like taking what we know and then taking it to a 20, like forget 11, you're taking it to a 20. Um, was, and that, I mean, turning up the that, volume a bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it, this goes to 11. It's like, no, we're just going to 20. It's like all the speakers have blown. It's like, he didn't want to try to go to 11. And he, I mean, he accomplished that. So I, I, I wanted to make, 
I wanted to make some observations about because I've you know just made my acquaintance with the blonde in front. So the observations, of course, is I I saw you doing your famous selfie with the marquee, which I thought was a it was a magical moment for me. And then I remarked <laughs> that just like the Bob Dylan album, it's blonde on blonde. And you looked at me like, what are you talking yep. about? And blonde on blonde. No, actually, you said Blonde on Blonde is the seventh studio album by American singer-songwriter Bob Dylan. Releases a double album on June 20th, 1966 by Columbia Records, yielding the hits Rainy Day Woman, number 12 and 35, Everybody Must Get Stoned, I Want You, Just Like a Woman, and Visions of Joanna, four of his greatest songs. So there was the reference. There's the explanation. You can flush that down now. <laughs> Oh no! I put you, that in my see post. See, doing your selfie was like, <laughs> oh, I'm, it, it, I'm, I'm nervous now. In terms of marketing, that was the <laughs> perfect. You know, <laughs> she, no, you I, literally sat I'm in the blonde, man. Done, yeah, <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm more like a dirty blonde. And she did now. not sit in the front row. I, I have to dispute. Oh, well, it was it's not, not the, the very front, front, but it was frontish, you know. Frontish is not, it was it's not of, the blonde in the front. You know, it was in front of you it's guys. Blonde in the front. It was huh? in it was in it was in front of all of you. <laughs> yeah. I don't advertise myself as the Uber critic in the front. I <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to say I'm the, just, you know I'm just kidding you. The, the cinematography oh, of the movie and a lot of the uh <laughs> A lot of the technical aspects of it are just out of this world. What do you think of the ratio change of the screen? I, I, I kind of felt at some point, is this necessary? I know it's artistic, but is it necessary? Like when they're switching to color to black and white? or like, black Were they going from a 4x3 to, to a 16x9? From the square to, like the, a, to the widescreen to the... You know, Semi-widescreen, so like the 16 millimeter sort of film stock. Well, no, like the old old Hollywood ratio was sort of like a, a square. That's why all mm -hmm. those movies fit so well on TV. And yeah, then, of course, by to fight that, they yeah. went to a cinemascope, cinemascope, which is what we're used to. I don't know the numbers, but I'm trying to describe it. Yeah, That's like it. one by 35 and then a two by... And, and at some yeah. point, I'm like, you're just doing this to show off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th there was oh, a lot of moments like that. When Marilyn Monroe is puking in the toilet and they do like the whole, it's like they do that trick where you put like a piece of glass underneath the lens. So then like when you can see like what's coming on the line, it looks like it's hitting you, but it's just glass. You know, like they well, kind of did that a lot. Then. Yeah. <laughs> now this movie in 3D, uh, I mean, to, to, uh, now, now no, Jean-Luc Godard would have loved that when he made Goodbye to Language, especially this so, 3D. I have a question for both of you. Favorite favorite Marilyn Monroe Marilyn. movie, and I'll go last. Blonde in Front. Favorite Marilyn um, Monroe movie that you've seen. My favorite Marilyn Monroe movie is All About Eve. Ah, I've well, only seen some like well, it hot. So, <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Easy. Yeah, and um, it's easy. It's a Billy Wilder film, so you can't yeah, go wrong no, with it. Yeah, it's no. it's one of the greatest comedies ever made, as they say. But uh, mine was recent, actually. Uh, within the last couple of oh, years, I finally caught up with John Huston's Asphalt Jungle. 
Mm. A 24-year-old Marilyn Monroe made the same year as All About Eve. Oh, I have not seen And she plays the girlfriend yeah. of the main, it's like a heist film. And the main heist guy, it, she's his girlfriend, has amazing <laughs> scenes with him and looks, she looks like she's about to leap out of the screen. She's so luminous. You could tell that she was going to be a star just from that. Film. Well, she could act. It's just, you know, people thought she was this pinup sex model in a way. Although, like, I mean, she, she, if you really think about it, she was sort of like one of the first images of sex positivity, maybe. I'm not sure. Or like one of the first movie stars to really. I don't know that. if the 50s looked at it that way, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But for, yeah. for, for something that transcends beyond time, she was. But again, th that's maybe because of her very. She walked away from it. Demise. She walked away from it after seven she year itch. She, she, she really wanted to. Movie. Like she, she established her own um, studio. Oh. Mm -hmm. So then she could take on more dramatic up. roles because she was intelligent, but you know, people just wanted her to be married. Had she had more stability and some better financial advisors, she would have been like Lucille Ball, like one of the most powerful people in, in show business. Oh, yeah, not, uh, yeah, that I, I think, and that's probably what she really wanted in the end was like, you know, she wanted to be kind of like Lucy and be someone who was a woman in the industry that may really made a difference. Uh, but you know, do you, I, uh, do you guys but, use a yeah. uh, um, star or, you know, yeah. ratings out of My four or five? Did you, yeah, we, we do it out of the old that, four star uh, system. Yeah. So like if I, I, mean, I, if I were to give this movie Guinnesses, I I'll let you guys first, but I'll, I, I, I can go ahead, Katie. Yeah. Do you do that? Um, so if I, I were to give it, um, you know, how many red glasses, I would give it, <laughs> yeah, um, I would give it, eight and a half frames. Eight and a half out of ten? Or ten? Yeah. That's ten. pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I, was not I, gave it I was expecting a one. <laughs> I gave it a four out of five. No, I wouldn't. I can't give it a one because, um, one, it's, you know, I mean, at least seven for her performance alone. Yeah. Actually, I mean, it's then you knock down a bunch of the other things that I thought were just way too much and just gratuitous and just exploitive. Uh, but as Pat, as you said, um, it's just, I can't stop talking about it. I mean, there's right. just so many things to get into and discuss. And it's like, I want people to watch it so we can discuss and break it down. Mm. And like we're doing here. And because of that, I would give it, um, yeah, an 8.5, yeah. which seems high, even though, yeah, just see it once, you know, like many films, yeah. like, you know. It's it's like I was gonna say it's like the it's the Serbian film of uh biopics, <laughs> fictional biopics. Or, or Salo, yeah. <laughs> the um I, I say in my yeah. review, I I can't imagine watching it on television or having the power to turn it off because I I just can't an average, you know, Netflix person I'm not saying the rest of the country is not prepared for this, but I don't think they are. <laughs> and uh I'm just saying, I said, well, think of yeah. it as a book and stop at the chapter point. Like if a scene is over, stop, come back to it, start at that scene, go forward. Because I, 
but I really recommended doing sitting in the theater and watching the whole thing because that's when you absorb the power of it. First mm-hmm. on the big screen with what he's doing cinematically and also what he's doing story-wise. Four yeah, especially especially when you're looking at the cinematography and yeah. the sound yeah, design. Mean, oh my god. That's yeah. very well done. Yeah, it's 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 stunning. And it finally really is. ending, hokey or not. Well maybe. I oh hokey? Oh, I'm sorry, your your star rating, sir. Oh well, I won't say out of Guinnesses yeah. out of four, I still give it a three because that it's still it's still saying. a good movie. It's a movie yeah. that you know you 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 this will not leave your skull like way after you see it. I mean, not just for Anna Diarmas's performance, which is just you know it's a shoe in for the Oscars. If the Oscars don't give it to her, you know they're on crack uh i have a lot of fall film performances to see but we'll yeah see. well yeah that <laughs> yeah. yeah once october slash november starts rolling around it really gets different but yeah i mean from like the i would say for like the first two hours of the movie i give it three and a half but then boy that that last 48 minutes is hmm. just you could tell andrew dominic just had his camera crew and he had Anna DeArmas on set. He didn't have an idea of what he's going to film. And he just said, well, we'll just figure it out. And that's what a lot of the, the, the what, bit of the movie felt like. And for that, I had to take that little extra effort half away. I think the half well, and all the stars make a big difference. So to go back to my question, yeah. without giving away what the ending is, was it hokey to you or appropriate to what you had just seen for the past two and hours and 10 minutes well that that was appropriate like the the okay. end scene okay. yeah. but it was there just all the scenes all playing the same scene again where i'm going okay she's Watch drunk and like on drugs again and having a breakdown and people are trying to calm her down okay i know it's exhausting it's horrible and i get that's the idea that to be Marilyn monroe it Marilyn must have been monroe. just unfathomably painful but uh, dear lord like i think we got the pain and how she was exploited when she was raped like within the first few minutes of the movie i didn't need to see that again and again and again and again and again and especially when it goes into a lot of movies do this they go into like wild crazy conspiracy theories the last bit of it like yeah, like yeah, like Interstellar, for instance. Like it goes off from real science, and then it goes off from tree alive. wild theories. Yeah, tree alive. Yeah, no. yeah, it's all that. Wow, Katie, guys, hope, really? Hope you're not. I call it the tree no, of Maryland. I mean, not I hope you, but I'm just laughing with the comparisons to Interstellar and Tree Alive. I mean, I oh. I know you're not comparing, but it's like to bring. Oh. Either of those movies into what we're talking here is like, like yeah. I did not see it going there. Um, but, uh, what did you think of the, uh, the bookcase? Where it's like that's that wouldn't happen, and I'm just going, wait a minute, the, the CIA, oh, blah blah blah, you know. And that's do I think it's hokey? hokey uh, no, I don't. Okay. I don't think it's hokey, and I do like you. Like um, we've all said. Being a, you to be a captive audience in the theater is that's the way to truly see the film because you can't. I mean, yes, you can go to the bathroom and you're going to miss something, but it's just to fe- be 
in there experiencing experiencing everything that you're seeing and just that just inner uncomfortableness and also it's just like oh god i just feel like a voyeur like i'm watching these horrible things happen this woman and i want to call the cops and um make someone pay for what they did but you can't because this is what she went through so um yeah I, I did not think she, it was hokey either. I just thought it was appropriate to what the story they told. It was like, if there is some sunshine to be experienced, maybe, you know, to, before the end comes up. <laughs> After yeah. seeing that in Pearl. <laughs> oh, now you see, I still have not seen the X anthology. Uh, that's something that I... I that's well, it's only I the second. I don't know what the third will be. Oh gosh, is, is the there going to be a third? Be I know they filmed it at the same time. January. I don't know if they filmed Maxine. I think they did. They should have. They, it seems they like they did, but yeah. Did they shoot them all at once, or did he come back to that location? You know. Um, I don't, he mean, shot, to, I don't I, mean to get off on a whole other move. Yeah, X and Pearl, I believe, were shot all at once, and then okay. Maxine, I think, was also shot at that same time. Um, because Mia okay. Goth got pregnant, so she and I don't think she would have been, she would have had to have shot Maxine within the past like few months to, um, uh, do that. But they I mean they don't show her Maxine, so who knows what she yeah. looks like? But yeah, yeah. that's a whole different. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to instability, bring it mental <laughs> illness, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny when it comes to, I guess the only last question I would have is when it comes to a movie like this, should you see, is it okay that it deviates that much from history where the dramatic license speaks more truth in its fiction than the actual fact of the matter? Or did this movie need to hold back by a significant degree? It's fiction. I mean, if, 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 if they're not showing it as the biography of Marilyn, they're showing it based on a fictional novel about the Marilyn Monroe life. So to take, you know, express the side that he did, he's taking liberties with the original fiction. So I would say, no, it's not. It's not. It, it is. I think people should know it's fiction going in. Maybe they won't, but. Otherwise, I think he gets a pass on that. I think I'm going to go back to my opening statement. It's that it's um, it's fictioning. It, it's fictioning. It's fiction, but he's uh, trying to emphasize emphasize the. God, why I can't know? Jesus, what is wrong with me? I cannot speak. Um, it's fiction, and he's emphasizing. Yeah, I talk pretty one day. Um, he's emphasizing brutal truth, uh, you know, the horrors of Hollywood. But again, it's just focusing so much on the brutality that it like oversaturates us with that. But mm. I mean, it is, yeah, it's a fictional account. Did a number of these things happen to her? Yes. Do I think she's probably raped by Zanuck? Yeah, is I mean, is that completely sure. out of left field sure. and something that, oh, no, that couldn't have happened? Oh, really? Let's look at Miramax. Yeah, it did. And it's one of the reasons why people say it's like, well, um, 
you know, stuff like this kept going on for decades it's because like, well, you know, that's the casting couch that's, and that's the way yeah, it goes. I'm it like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be like that. You just, if you allow it to, it will, but it doesn't have to be. And I mean, I, for those, you know, open your eyes to what these people are like, take away, you know, this grandiose figure of Joe DiMaggio. It's like, yeah, he was a freaking wife beater. It's like, yeah. yes, he was a Yankee and a ball player, but he also beat the shit out of his wife. Now, Adam Marilyn Monroe, it's like, well, she was, it's like, he beat the shit out of his wife. You don't need to um, try and give an excuse. And for that, uh, you know, I mean, um, Dominic did, you know, showcase at least um, the ugliness of things, even though it did have to involve um, Marilyn, the ugliness of these other people so that, um, you know, try and not have that hero worship that they've had for all these decades. Yeah. I, I'll, 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 my closing statement will be two quotes about Marilyn that I really like. The first one is, they go to bed with Marilyn Monroe and they wake up with Norma Jean Baker or Mortison or whatever. And the second one is from Arthur Miller. They call her a dumb blonde. She was neither dumb nor a blonde. Mm-hmm. That's right. So People don't know that. Something there is in front. Yeah, that, well, there was that moment where she had the interview, and they said, "Are you really a blonde?" Really a blonde? She goes, "No." And then her, uh, her uh, the people uh, put on her costumes, her costume designers, uh, so, so to speak, or stylists. Uh, you know, they sort of nervously, loudly laughed, and of course, it turns out that yeah, she wasn't a blonde. She was what brunette, something like that, and then she. Dyed her hair blonde, but brown hair, yeah. She yeah, was a it. strawberry blonde. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, like strawberry to... blonde hair. And I mean that um quote that you said, Pat, is also the same that uh Rita Hayworth said that she's like, they, um, they you know, they go to bed with, with Gilda and they wake up with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, there's a, there's a lot of uh misquoting. Yeah. Especially well, from Abraham Lincoln. There was a quote from uh, Roger Ebert when it came to him walking out of uh, JFK uh, when he said, uh, you know, movies are about feelings where journalism is about facts, you know, for the most part. (laughs) And, you know, this movie very much is uh, implicit of feelings, if not too much so, but. It's a mixed bag for, for, you know, for the stellar production value. Uh, you know, I, I, I would say you should see it once, you know, but yeah, you, you probably won't yeah. want to see it again or see it twice. Like a psycho, like me would. Yeah. Well, but, this was fun. Thank you. Yeah. But I was about to say, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, Pat McDonald from uh, Hollywood, Chicago, uh, Katie Glidewell from the blonde in front, all of the information to, <laughs> Their online stuff is available in the description below. And, of course, if you liked what you saw, feel free to subscribe, like, comment, all the uh, stuff you usually know when you hear YouTube videos. And uh, thank you guys so much. And, uh, yeah, after you see Blonde, uh, if if you uh, feel depressed after it, I don't know, go on Disney Plus or something. Marilyn Monroe only exists on the screen.